Thank you for listening to the Father Goodrich Sermon Podcast. If you aren't subscribed, take a moment to subscribe now. We hope these sermons will give you insight and inspiration for wherever you are on your journey of faith. Now, this episode's message. Amen. Are you ready to stop? Are you ready to drop? Are you ready to roll? And no, we're not about to get down in the club with some catchy party music, uh, sung by MC Fryer. Though actually, that's my new Twitter handle for uh, 2023, Father Goodrich at MC Fryer. Just kidding. But how many of you might remember this bit of old advice from your school days, this advice about stop, drop, and roll? Anyone remember? I see some hands. So for the youthful present, or for the forgetful present, tell me, tell us, when are you supposed to do this, stop, drop, and roll? Yeah, when your clothes catch on fire, you're supposed to stop, drop to the ground, and roll, and that's supposed to extinguish the flames. So let's have a demonstration of this. I, I have a flamethrower up here. I just need a volunteer to come forward. We've got a couple of volunteers right away. Now, listeners at home, don't try this. Dominican friars have special qualifications with fire. It's a church history joke. Uh, so don't try that at home. But seriously, did you hear the sizzle? Did you smell the charcoal? Did you see the flame coming from our gospel lesson today from Matthew chapter 4? So we find Jesus strolling along the beach. He was the original guy who liked lawn walks on the beach. When he famously encounters two sets of brothers, what are their names? Peter and Andrew and James and John. And it's actually our own St. John. But he's not a saint yet. And they are tending to the tools of their trade, their fishing nets. They are on the clock. Tick, tick, tick. This is not recreational fishing. Fishing is their job. And in the first century Israel, fishermen often worked at night and came in at dawn. At night because the fish couldn't see the nets. At night because it avoided the crippling Middle Eastern heat of the day that they experienced during parts of the year. Also, heat plus fish equals stink. Equals ill. So we have these two sets of working class guys who, it's really important for us to remember, are much more rough and rowdy types than cultivated and cultured types. They're exhausted. They just finished a long work day. And as they're coming in from the night, dawn arrives. And as they see this figure on the shore, as dawn arrives, with Jesus' arrival, light falls on their weary faces. And with Jesus' arrival comes the heat of the day. And with the heat of the day and Jesus' arrival comes Jesus' combustible words, which catches their metaphorical clothes on fire. Just two words, 
from Matthew chapter 4, verse 19. Just two words. Follow me. Let's whisper those words together. Now loudly let's say those words. Follow me. Great. Excellent. Let's stop and have a little lesson on biblical hermeneutics. Biblical interpretation. Understanding the Bible passages that you hear and that you read. They're meant, did you know, they're meant to be made sense of. And not just by the preacher, but by the people. So whenever you read a Bible passage or hear a Bible passage, you should be looking for two things. You should look for the literal sense. Turn to somebody and say, literal sense. And you should be looking for the spiritual sense. Turn to somebody and say, spiritual sense. Literal sense, spiritual sense of the passage. In this case, Matthew chapter 4. So to somewhat oversimplify, pay attention, to somewhat oversimplify, the literal sense is what the passage meant in its historical setting, what the author intended. The spiritual sense is what lessons or principles about life, and specifically the Christian life, can be found in that passage. Literal sense, spiritual sense. You got it? Let's let's rewind that one. So to oversimplify a bit, the literal sense is what the passage meant in its historical setting, what the author intended to convey, and the spiritual sense is what lessons or principles about life and specifically about the Christian life, can be found in the passage. Alright, let's try that out. So what might be a, or the, literal sense of Matthew chapter 4? This passage you just heard. Just think about it. Perhaps something like, Jesus called two sets of brothers to follow him. They respond, and they begin to become his disciples. Yeah, a literal sense of Matthew 4. So what then might be an application to your life and mine of Matthew chapter 4? That we should respond, that we should follow, that we should become Jesus' disciples. Make sense? Yeah, now that's a pretty generic application of this passage. But by the way, the spiritual and literal senses should always have a logic of connection between them. But we'll get into that some other day. But yeah, that's a pretty basic application. The literal sense, we too should follow. Great. Now let's get into the spiritual sense. Oh, wait, before we do that, let's have a little comic intermission. So how do you tell a fisherman happy birthday? You say, I hope you have... A really good day. Really good day. Alan's making this terrible face. He's just like, no. Okay, how about this one? Give a man a fish and you'll feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish and you'll get rid of him for the whole weekend. Okay, that's a little bit better. 
I'm sorry for those terrible jokes. I feel really guilty about them. Yeah. So let's get back to Matthew 4 and the spiritual sense. And let's just stick with James and John. John being our own St. John, but he's not yet a saint. So they're in the boat with their father Zebedee, tending their mats. When Jesus extends to them his combustible words of follow me. And what do they do? What do these two brothers do when they hear these combustible words that catch them on fire? They stop and they listen. They drop their nets, letting them go. They roll out of the boat and they follow Jesus. Now notice that the words stop, drop, and go are not in Matthew 4. But the spiritual sense, those spiritual principles of listening, letting go, and following are. Stop, drop, and go just makes it easier to remember. Stop, drop, and roll. I keep saying go. Though that also fits the lesson, doesn't it? Stop, drop, and what's the last one? Roll. So collect, correct me if I make a mistake there. So what then is the specific application of this passage for you? Right now, what is Matthew 4's application for your life right now? Now sometimes when you hear a sermon or you read a passage or something happens in your life, you know immediately what you are called to do. You know right away. But other times you have to spend some time praying about it, reflecting about it, maybe seeking wise counsel about it. It's not always clear specifically what you need to do right away. But here in the spiritual sense are some possibilities from this passage. Perhaps you actually need to stop and listen. Listen to God. Listen to your spouse. Listen to your parents. Listen to your kids. Listen to that person that you disagree with. Whoever. Perhaps you actually need to stop and listen. Perhaps you need to drop a destructive habit. Maybe an unhealthy mindset that you just need to let go. Or maybe you even need to leave behind some sort of crushing work that you're involved in that's not giving you life. You need to leave it behind like the fishermen left their nets behind. And maybe you need to roll out of the boat of your present situation and roll toward the right thing to follow and not toward the wrong thing to follow. Now this applies to everyone, but I want to speak to the younger people that are here. Those of you who are younger. Yes, you who just looked up at me. Yes, who's not looking up at me, but yes, I'm speaking to you. In life, you're going to find yourself over and over again in a boat. You're going to find yourself in various situations, various boats. And you're going to have to decide with God's help whether you're going to stay in that boat, whether you're going to stay in that situation, or whether you're going to roll out of that boat and do the right thing, or whether you're just going to stay rolling in the boat with what's happening. Folks who've been around a while, uh, do we have to make that decision on a regular basis? Yeah, all the time. That never stops. Nine... 49.99, that's before us every week. And here's something else. 
No matter what stage of life you're in, no matter what situation, no matter what problem you're facing, how many of you have ever had a problem in your life? Raise your hand. Okay, yeah, some of you might be dealing with a significant problem right now. But here's the thing. For the Christian, you will always be called to follow. That doesn't change. So you're young and you're healthy, you are called to follow. You're middle-aged and stressed, you are called to follow. You're retired and dealing with health issues, you are called to follow. Whoever you are, whatever your situation, whatever the problem is, you are called to follow. Turn to somebody and say you were called to follow. So again, what is the specific application of Matthew chapter 4 for you, for today? For this week? What is your response to Jesus' combustible words, follow me? Are your metaphorical clothes catching on fire? And no matter what the specific application of this passage is for your life, no matter what you are being called to do, be, or become, and hello, do not make the stupid mistake, the fundamental error of thinking you're not being invited to do, be, or become something, because you are, right now, today, whatever you are called to do at this moment, whatever that looks like, it will look like some variation of stop, drop, and roll. Amen. Father Goodrich here. I hope this message blessed you in some way. Remember, faith isn't limited to one hour a week. Faith is about our whole lives, everything we do, every day of the week. So, live well.